Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Inside Battlefield. My name is Tom, Community Manager for Battlefield, and today we have another special Community Spotlight episode where we are joined by a member of the community, Comet. Comet, welcome. Hi, thanks. Glad that you're here. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, welcome, man. Nice to see yeah. you. Hi, Comet. Great to be here. So we'll get to know you better as we chat today about, you know, what brought you to Battlefield and how are you connected to the community. And with me on the team are Joe and Manuel. So let's maybe start with a quick introduction from, from our team. So Joe, um, welcome back. <laughs> oh yeah, glad, glad to be back, Tom. I think technically this is your third third episode. Yes, technically. Uh, technically. <laughs> um, so could you start again, please, with a short introduction yeah. about yourself and uh, what you do with DICE? Yeah, my name is Joe Perleski. I am the narrative lead on Battlefield 2042. Uh, been at DICE for nearly two years now, and basically, at this point, oversee all things Battlefield 2042 narrative. Awesome. What about you, Manuel? Hi, I'm uh, Manuel. I'm the creative director on 2042 Live. So I joined 2042 uh, October a year ago, 13 months ago, whatever it is. Uh, but I've been at DICE uh, for a while since... Uh, 2005 and I ran out of fingers counting but I think it's like 18 years or something, <laughs> 19 almost something something beyond my ken oh he, and, uh, a while yeah. he said casually you know since yeah. 2005 yeah. It's, yeah. it's quite a while yeah, yeah. NBD uh, uh, but you know trying to be like wine and not like vinegar aging gracefully <laughs> but yeah I've been here for a while so I worked on uh, Bad Company 1 uh, first, uh, first game and a bunch of the others Mirror's Edge and BF3, BF4, Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2, BF1, BF5. And I didn't have the the luck of contributing to, to 2042, which sometimes I might call Kingston. Apologies, that's the project name. Yep. So my brain is uh, <laughs> broken. Uh, but I did. Uh, I was lucky enough to join it uh, uh, a year ago. So during, uh, before season three, yeah, the, during season two. So it's been, uh, it's been uh, really wonderful to be able to contribute to it. And uh, bonus question, what did you first do when you joined DICE for Bad Company? What was your role then? I was the lead uh, level designer for a game called Next that then became Bad Company 1. Uh, and I worked uh, actually in more than levels, in story characters. I, I came from Ubisoft. I was five years in Ubi and worked on a bunch of Rainbow Six games. So I had uh, some single player experience to contribute um, to bring over. So it was a single player lead for BC1. Awesome. Coming so, up with Haggard and characters, fun stuff. Ton of experience in the room here. Um, that's pretty cool. So Comet, uh, you know, how's it for you to, to join us here today and, you know, talk to the gang? Uh, it's uh, surreal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for being here and I can't wait to talk some narrative and yeah. And have fun. Uh, yeah, as, as I said before, it's it's really cool, you know, to for us as a team to connect with community members like yourself in this way. So we we technically skipped your intro, so let's do that first. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> so, who's running this podcast? Sorry, like you you would think I know how to run a podcast by now, but yeah. So comment. So welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where you're from. What do you, you do in your spare time? Yeah, uh, I'm Comet. I like to write a lot. Um, I'm a Babbitt follower of the Balfour narrative and I'm from the U S I'm on the East coast and I run the website, Nexus archives. Um, it's a 
website where uh, I cover all things narrative, and there's also some awesome fan submitted stories too. And yeah, just happy to be here. Anyone listening, or everyone listening, actually should run over right after listening to this and check it out. It is one of the coolest sites I have seen. It is awesome work. Agreed. It's and also, really cool. Every time someone mentions the Exos archives, I see like a sparkle in Joe's eyes. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's he such likes a it. cool thing <laughs> yeah. that that community run, community over like managed and. Just, it's just so fun to see all the stories come together and all the new stories that come out of it. So thank you for uh, thank you know you. for getting yeah. that going, Coleman. It's yeah, it's been really cool for the team to 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 see that. And we'll like we have some questions for you because we want to get to know you better as a as a player and a community member. And we of course want to talk a little about the Exodus archives as well because you know it's super cool. Um, Comet, let's let's ask you a few questions. Um, so we we got to know you a little bit. You know who you are, but when and how were you introduced to Battlefield? Because we're all here today for, for Battlefield. So maybe let's start there. Yeah, so I joined in Battlefield 1. Um, I remember it was like a free-to-play weekend. Uh, my friend Nick uh, got me onto the game, and then I bought it after that. And I've been playing ever since. So, yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Shout out to Nick. Who got uh, Comet uh, introduced to the Battlefield universe? Pretty awesome. And how would you describe yourself as a, you know, as a as a Battlefield player and as a Battlefield community member? Yeah, um, as a player, I am infantry only. Uh, I, I'm not very good at vehicles, to be honest. Um, I mostly dive in a lot. Um, I like playing assault, uh, and as a community member. Um, I just like helping people, you know, uh, I'm, I'm passionate about the narrative. Uh, I want more people to be involved in it. Um, so anything that I can do to, to help people, you know, join, join the journey, uh, you know, that's me. Yeah. So awesome. And yeah, Joe and Manuel, if you have more questions, feel free to jump in as well. I was going to ask, so who's your, who's your go-to specialist? Well, so I play assault, but I love Blasco. Uh, mm. I, I just love the gameplay that she has. Yeah, I think she's actually one of the more popular ones. Um, yeah, like her her skill set is yeah pretty damn awesome. Which I think uh, both. So you you and your team wrote the the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. I think for yeah. so Joe and the team wrote the narrative for Blasco and Manu. I think you worked on the character design. I believe. I uh, it's most mostly the team, but I I love Blasco. I say as a person, as an Italian with a Spanish heritage, I was like, oh, she speaks Spanish. Look <laughs> the accent, awesome. No, it's a it's a cool character. It's a very nice character. Yeah, and but before I forget, uh, Blasco was specifically handled by uh, Diana, who did okay. a phenomenal job developing that character and building it into just an awesome addition to the for sure specialists. Yeah. No, that's, I think, uh, yeah, again, a question for you then, Comet. How was, you know, when, when we introduced her in season five, four? Was season it four? Four. 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 <laughs> but yeah, like, how, how was it uh, to get her as a new specialist in season four for you as a player? It was so cool. Yeah. Um, I remember back in uh, season two, there was a player card that kind of hinted to her. She held the Exodus in Panama. Some pirates, 
Yeah. And then right before season four came out, there was a player card that uh, detailed her uh, transporting uh, some technology for Oz. And, uh, you know, she she found out that it was destined for Rashid Zane. And she was like, oh, I'm going to talk to him because we knew each other, but I didn't know he was helping Oz. So, yeah, just the build up to her, to her coming into the narrative was really cool. Love it. it. It's it's a funny thing. I hadn't thought about it for a while, but you've, you've reminded me of just how much foreshadowing we did for that character. Because you're right. It was the season two web lore was when we first just hinted at this character and, and who they were and then just slowly peppered in all of these little details across two and three and then finally had a big reveal for her in four. It's amusing to me yeah. that, you know, we, we built so much as a team, you know, and we built, we work on multiple seasons. And then um, going back now and hearing from you comment, like how that came together for you as a player is like, and Joe's like, oh, yeah, we did actually do that. That was pretty cool, you know. Hey, it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> so that's this really, thing we yeah. planned on actually yeah. actually worked. It's, it's, it's the best, like hearing how a, a player experiences and the different journeys. That's super rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another question and for, for you, comment. What's your, you know, your, your history with Battlefield? And you mentioned Battlefield One, and your friend Nick introduced you. But you know, how how did it go? Like Battlefield One, you you played, and what what came after? Did you try the other games, or how, what's your history of Battlefield look like? Yeah. So I'm on Xbox. So I played BF One for pretty much the entire uh, life cycle, and then I started with BF5, and I've went back and tried BF4 too. Um, yeah, so I've tried to expand my horizons a bit. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was it going back to the older games? It was cool. Yeah, I, I played the campaign. You know, because Irish. You know, when, yep. when he was introduced into 2042, I was like, oh, I, I got to go back and you know actually experience that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Awesome. And I guess the, the shout out to Iris as well. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it's, yeah. I always love when we can find ways to, Irish was a great first step for us to like, hey, how do we revisit past yeah. characters and bring them back in, in a meaningful way? And, um, you know, we're, we're now in, in 2042. So I would love to hear your thoughts as well about 2042 in general, you know where we came from at launch, but where we are now, what we did with all the seasons. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been a journey, but like, it's been really fun. Um, yeah. Just, you know, I speak a lot from like a narrative sense, but mm -hmm. yeah, gameplay wise, um, I think it's the best, uh, uh right now during season six. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with the game right now. What would you say it was that, that drew you, to the narrative originally like what what was it about it that was like that's something i want to invest so much time in i'm going to build a website dedicated to it what was what how did you get there um i mean yeah that's quite a loaded question I'd say, um, <laughs> no pressure on answering that yeah um <clears throat> well when the game was revealed i was quite excited um and i also just I, I just looked through the website entirely i i i tried to learn as much as i could 
Um, and I got to the backstory section and I, I read what this world has been through um, and the mysteries that were going to be uncovered uh, throughout the live service. And I thought, yeah, I, I want to go on that journey. Um, and so as for the XS archives, I remember I was on a trip, but it was right before season one came out and I loaded up the webpage and there was no like tweet that went out. I'm pretty sure, but the, uh, season one, uh, web lore came out and I started reading it and it was all like, uh, redacted and stuff, but it had this guy <laughs> named Wolf and, you know, uh, I can't remember exactly what was shown, uh, besides like everything being redacted, but yeah, that then and there, I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. Um, and you know, it, it was continuing the, the threat with Oz and uh, what we saw in the Exorcist short film. And then I started exploring the exposure map and had a blast. Uh, I wrote on Reddit about it and I just got a lot of positive uh, comments about me, you know, kind of diving into the map, exploring it, uh, explaining its, its purpose into the narrative. And yeah, then I, then I just thought, Hey, let's make a website. And yeah. So before, were you already into, so you've already always been into writing, I think, um, or did, did that start with Battlefield or did you did before write stories about, you know, maybe other things? I mean, as a kid, I would write, I'm not sure if that's really counts, but yeah, I'd it always yeah. counts, man. It, it kind of always counts. counts. <laughs> In terms of, 2042 definitely got me in yeah it definitely kind of it made me uh go down writing more go down that path more yeah i think uh i hope for joe that is you know and and the team that's super cool to hear uh you know they yeah, yeah. like can you can you uh talk a little bit about what about what that means for you um yeah so i'm currently in college uh and I was a computer science major, um, but then I switched to English because of the ar the, the archives and just, wow. I just, I don't know. I just had this, you know, I had this, uh, this change and I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I want to go down this path. I don't know. I, yeah, I just, and it's been awesome ever since. So that's really, that's really something to hear, man. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Takes a moment to sink in for yeah, yeah. no it's 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 uh, cool yeah so you know we talked a little bit about the Exodus archives uh, what got you writing you know being connected to Battlefield but let's talk more about the Exodus archives themselves um, Comet so you gave a quick little overview of what they are but you know let's maybe dive in there more so you know just feel free to talk in detail about what they are you know more about how you got started what you, what you're currently working on where folks can find it. Um, take it away. Yeah, so the Exodus Archives is the name of the website. It's also the name of the website in-universe for my own little, like, splinter storyline that I had. Because um, I made a character. He's an Estonian journalist. His name is Tano Yut. And, um, yeah, I just... I, I liked... Uh, Kevin Bashir, you know, and, and his uh, his journey with the notepads. Um, so I wanted to do my own little spin on that. 
Uh, and so when I launched the site about over a year ago, I had the uh, Tayona archives, and that is uh, basically all of the narrative into what will kind of sometimes bite-sized, sometimes larger archives, uh, basically do with like maps or quite, quite big archives. Um, and so that's just one of the sections. There's also the Notepad Adventures, which is a section dedicated to um, all fan submitted stories. So there's some wonderful people in the community that uh, wanted to give those stories to the archives and they're up there. Um, and it's, it's still being added to this day. Uh, there's still people writing. Um, so it's, it's pretty incredible to see that. And then the third and final section is the player card archives because player cards are very important to the narrative. Um, and having them all in one place is, you know, just useful to have. Um, so I'm looking now again at the player cards and all the submitted stories. There is so much material. This thing is huge. It's lovely. People should definitely check it out. Was there, was there a moment after you started the site where all of a sudden it started picking up and you were like, holy shit, this, this is like turning into a thing. Was there a moment like that for you? I mean, it kind of started right when I launched it. I launched it on August 26th of last year. And uh, I, I woke up. Well, actually, I, I published everything like literally at midnight, right when it turned to the 26th. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Uh, just, you know, just kind of wanted to, you know, make sure everything's good and publish it right when it turned. Um, and then I woke up uh, and I, I hopped on Twitter and I saw uh, some Dice developers shouting out the site and that was just incredible. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was basically, that was, that was a pretty big boost. I wasn't expecting like a whole lot, but that was awesome to see. Um, and I'd say recently the big, the biggest boost was the season six, uh, roll out all of that stuff with the, uh, map of the facility, um, you know, all the new web lore. Yeah. Just a lot of attention there, which is really cool. And I, I would love to talk about that a bit more as well, because there's, I don't know if we have time today, but there's so much <laughs> to talk about there for season six, you know, redacted, dark protocol, like the story, story around it. But one thing I, I would also like to hear comment is, um, you mentioned fan submitted stories to the Exodus archives, but I believe you also mentioned, you know, you have your own discord server. Um, yes. Or at least I know you have your own discord server. I don't think you mentioned it here today yet, but you got in touch with like some community members through Reddit and just writing and, you know, they, they got involved as well. So now there's, there's, you know, you started the site, but I guess you build up a, a little sub community there as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, those, you know, I, maybe a little shout out to those, to those people, uh, yeah. Gene, Sledge, uh, ANZ, uh, Polsky, uh, Mies, you know, all, all these, all these guys that are in my little community, uh, they're, they're the best. And I'm sorry if I missed anyone, but just off the top of my head, um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. Uh, they're, they're like a support network for the archives. Um, 
yeah, I just, just to be clear, I'm like the main writer, like, but those, those, those people, you know, they're, they're just as much as the archives as me. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, you know, a team and you, you write lore stories and work on that together. Yeah. I mean, we just bounce around ideas. Yeah. And, and think, I just have to say before I forget to say it, like I often forget to say things. Thank you so much to all of you. Like it's, it's hard to put into words how lucky we are as a team to have people like you in engaging how you are. Like in a lot of ways, it's because of people like you that let us keep telling stories because we Absolutely. see people engaging and we see people reacting or spinning up theories and trying to predict where this thing is going. And we're, we're so lucky. We're so lucky. Yeah. And I think, you know, Comet, it's also very fun for us, as I mentioned earlier, as a team to connect with, you know, yourself and all as a player from within the community, because, um, you know, as a community member, you, you write stories, etc. but there's other community members who are like, you know, they have sub communities of like piloting vehicles in battlefield. And it's just really cool to see all these different sub communities and what draws them to the game, how they are connected and, you know, where they chat with each other, like Reddit, Discord, how they connect. It's, yeah, it's something that, that, you know, keeps us going as a team and makes yeah. it fun for us to just do more stuff and hopefully do cooler stuff as well. Um, so yeah, That's, thank you. <laughs> thank you indeed. That's uh, super rewarding to hear. And it's a uh, group storytelling or collective, uh, you know, world building. All those exercises are something I guess mankind has done forever and they're awesome. Like Lovecraft and had a whole <laughs> bunch of other famous writers working in his own universe. And wow. as, as a tabletop RPG guy, uh, there's nothing more joyful than here you know, that you run with something with a setting or with some characters and go in your own uh, <laughs> whether it's headcanon or multiverse by your own lore directions with friends that's the best so it's really thank you all do you uh do you also like play the game together as, as a gang for example you know you submitted some stories you wrote something like do you go jump into the game together and you know see see what there's to see around you maybe based on what you wrote about or how's that work yeah i mean we look to squad up uh occasionally you know with season six we uh we make little events in our discord server to you know come hop on and play and uh or yeah just sometimes we just explore uh and especially with the narrative hunts we can sometimes guesstimate when they're going to happen <laughs> so we all hop on at that time and yeah. start looking around. And he, he, we, so might, he, we might be a bit predictable. You think we're being, being secret, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, I make no illusions. Yeah. I, we, 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 they, 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 you guys are on to us. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the fun thing as well. Like, maybe we've become a, become a bit predictable and when we do things at some point, but the community is also really good at finding out stuff. If we have, yeah. like, a secret they will know about it pretty soon. They get yeah. together, you know, in Discord. Uh, as, as long as we don't get predictable with how you solve them. That's... Yes, that's that's the one. Um, yeah, yeah. Comet, do you want to give a shout out to your Discord channel maybe? Or maybe you don't actually, um, you know, in case folks that are interested in the narrative want to join you? Yeah, sure. It's uh, it's aptly called the MF 
MFS 04 Exodus. Oh, that's um, lovely. It's also, yeah, it's a pin in my uh, Twitter account. Um, it, it's my pinned tweet, so you can hop over there. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, we're always, you know, looking forward to talking narrative, talking lore. Yeah. Awesome. And I think your your Twitter handle was uh, at Comet307? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, go go visit him on, on Twitter there and then check out his, his, his pinned tweet um, to, to find the Discord. Um, then the bonus question is, you know, is, is there anything you'd like to share with the team, you know, now, now that you have a chance to chat with us on the podcast? Um, I'd say, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, I, I hope it continues and I can't wait to see, um, how the narrative evolves. Yeah. On the spot question, what's the one prediction conspiracy theory you have? <laughs> that's a good one. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's okay. a good one. <laughs> I got a couple recently. I got a couple recently. Here we go. Let's okay. go. Um, so one of mine is that the spy that the Eastern forces had in the uh, British facility was uh, Crawford. Because we saw it in the trailer that he did die. Um, but And also in the new Codex entries, it mentions that the spy was uh, he. Because um, I thought the spy was someone else uh, before that. And yeah, I... I'm interested to see how that trailer, because it, it was telling a story, you know, it had the uh, BCS guards trying to combat the uh, rebellion. And, uh, but yeah, that, that Crawford death kind of, it, it seemed like it meant something. So, yeah. I'm trying to read Joe's face. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just going to nod and smile and not confirm or deny anything <laughs> yeah. that's being said. I wouldn't be doing my job if I was. Awesome. Um, is there anything, you know, shout out you want to give to like the Battlefield community thoughts you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I mean, just shout out to everyone that interacts with me on Twitter, on Discord. Um, it's awesome to, you know, uh, it's it's great to feel that support and um, to feel that excitement that a lot of people have towards the narrative just like me. So thank you so much. Shout out to the Battlefield community. And uh, we also, you know, wanted to give you the chance to to ask a few questions yourself. So we did a lot of talking, but uh, I feel I think you uh, reconvened with some of the Exodus Archives gang and have a few questions that you wanted to ask us. So, you know, let's have them. Yeah, sure. So the first question is: Player cards act as puzzle pieces in the seasonal narrative. What is the process for writing player cards? Do you work out events for them or do they spawn during the narrative writing process? It's, I would say it's a little bit of both. When we look at a season, we have a narrative arc that we want to tell. So we always look at all the different pieces we have to tell story. And then we set aside certain beats that we want in the player cards. In some seasons, it's, a more linear story through the player cards. In other seasons, it's more world-building focused. But we always try to map it out and then kind of tackle the beats we want and make sure there's there's an order to them. And we always, we always find more 
as we're going through the writing process, like we might stumble upon an idea that inspires us to go in a different direction, or we might need to pivot for one reason or another. But like there's always, there's always a plan of some sort for what we're trying to build for that season, whether it's, like I said, world building, a linear narrative, teases or hints for things to come. Like the, the player cards, as I'm sure you've seen, have lots of teases and clues in them or things that are just vague enough where we're trying to tell you something, but we're not telling you what, <laughs> we're not giving you any answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, uh, with this season's uh, player cards, <clears throat> it's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the story being told is pretty linear, I'd say. Um, and I kind of already put together an order for them. Um, but I'm just kind of waiting to see how everything shakes out with like future player cards. Um, but yeah, it's obviously something that I enjoy quite a bit. So, well, thank you. Like, and I got to, I'm going to shout out uh, Diana again because they did all of the, the writing and on all of those player cards. And I think they are probably some of the best we've done. Agreed. I agree. Yeah. Shout out to Diana. Um, yeah. Feel free to, you know, continue asking the next question. Yeah. What else you got? What is <laughs> yeah. Um, Give them. what are some learnings that the narrative team took after season four slash five wrapped up? Yeah. So what are some of the learnings? Um, I think never stop exploring. I think always live service is always a, a fun melting pot of ideas and calamities and hardships and joy. And as you go through it, I'm always looking for new opportunities for how to tell story and how to deliver it to our player and how do we, I think that's my biggest learning is where are the new opportunities? Like where, where can we find new ways to push things? Like we, you know, we brought the codex in with Redux and, you know, we started exploring, you know, how can we expand and work more with our art and cosmetics team to expand narrative in those places and just how can we continuously get better as creators to look for new ways to, to tell story. I think that's my, my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I would agree, uh, Joe. I mean, you know, we worked uh, quite a lot together and uh, has been, well, of course, it's very intentional to try to infuse narrative um, whether it's in uh, the map, in the inward storytelling, or uh, reclaimed, uh, or for redacted, in the player cards, in the loading screens, for example, stuff that we we wish we had since the beginning, no? But uh, it's ne never too late to infuse uh, more uh, narrative uh, value into yeah, the cosmetics, uh, the, the the skins, wherever we can. Because that's that's the interesting, the fun part is to do a mix of linear and archaeological sort of narrative where you, as an audience member, can, if you're interested, at least you can piece together things and connect uh, dots. That's uh, a fun way to interact with the story in a way. 
Yeah, I, I know this is something, Manuel, you and I have talked about a lot, which is when you're when you're telling a story in live service, it's with a multiplayer experience, there is no you can't just tell a linear story because you're not a single player campaign. So it Indeed. becomes about how can you spread the pieces of story across different components and kind of let the the player engage and unpack it and assemble it in in the way that excites them. Was that a good answer? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else do you have? Um, how are the factions of Battle of Twenty Per Two created? Ooh, that's a good one. So when we say we when we say factions, we're talking about like, uh, like Unit Eighty Six and Boreas that we were talking about, or like the the Archangel, mm. maybe. Yeah, like Archangel Legion. Uh, yeah, Leviathan Division. Yeah, I mean it's it's really a collaborative process. Um, it's it's a bit of working with with Manuel, for example, on when we were working on season six and working with uh, our art director, Joseph McLam. Hey, Joseph. And Hi, Hey, Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> uh, and basically sitting down and thinking about, okay, what are the objectives that we want for this season? What are the themes we want to explore and play with? And, you know, what excites us from a art standpoint? And then what do we... Wh- what excites us from a a narrative standpoint. So sometimes a a concept for something might come from art where it's like, hey, we want to do this really cool thing. And how do we inject narrative into it? And other times I might go to Joseph and be like, hey, we have this idea for a thing we want to explore. Uh, what can we do here? How can we build something? And it's there is never one hard rule. It's it's more collaborative. Indeed. It's very is very fluid and uh, and a fun collaboration because no? sometimes you can have uh, yeah Joseph could have just an image that spins up uh, the wheels and the conversations. Yeah. Other times it's a more like a thematic. And say if you take uh, five in, in at its uh, at its most simple simplest terms, uh, five uh, the message with five was uh, um, well we're, we're a bunch of all things we were thinking about. Well, one was giving a signal of. Uh, going back somewhat gameplay-wise and thematically to BF4, uh, a bit of a rebirth, if you will, with the Echoes of Zavod in Reclaimed, but there was also uh, the theme of defending your own homeland with a more uh, survivalist, feral uh, visuals for one of the factions, where so the invader faction was more like a corporate military uh, type one, so that there was that theme no, of uh, in, invader and defending your homeland, that type of stuff. And for six, uh, well, six uh, speaks for itself. Is pretty. Um, it, it worked out with uh, <laughs> with <laughs> with eighty six uh, and uh, and the Ascension Company and the Geist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Geist. The Geist. Sorry. <laughs> awesome. The No Pants, as uh, someone called them on Reddit. <laughs> Thanks, Reddit. <laughs> Thank um, you, Reddit. Never change. Never change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Next question then. All right, this is kind of on, on the spot. So do you have a favorite or do you both have a favorite player card in terms of description or like the background itself? Like, 
So you you go. I like I I like so many players. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean I, I I have a soft spot. Uh, I'm gonna be. You're gonna cut this, but I have a soft spot for the for the sort of immemorial player card uh, that was uh, done uh, last uh, July, I think. Got out for the BF friends. Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, but that's because if you need to pick like a favorite one, that's the one that I got. Uh, you know, the goosebumps and the tear. Uh, but uh, but it's a bit of a special special case. Uh, so, but there are so many. Yeah, I I would say for myself, I have a soft spot for uh, narrative hunt player cards for obvious reasons. Um. <laughs> I, I quite like the the one uh, titled The Messenger because that kind of was our first introduction to a character, and I'm trying to be careful about what I say here. <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of a a turning point in our storytelling where we kind of decided to chase a crazy idea. So I think The Messenger is probably my favorite for... Mm-hmm. Just... I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah, that cool. one is pretty cool. Next question. Do theories from the community influence the reveals of major story beats? I love this question. I So it's one of the very, very fun things about our game and our community is we get so much engagement back and forth with you guys on stuff like this. And we, we see comments, we see ideas and I I don't know off the top of my head. I can't say that like there's ever been an example of a specific thing. It's like, Oh, we latch on to a community idea and then run with it, but we pay attention to them and we look at them and we see the sorts of things they are engaging with and embracing. And it's like, oh, okay, how do we make sure we, do we have a chance to lean into those elements? Like yeah, if, I think you, you could say they inspire in yeah. a way, right? Not maybe directly a specific event. Yeah. But that relationship is inspirational and it gets your creative juices uh, yeah. flowing. And I can say uh, there has also been instances where uh, something has been missed or misinterpreted. And that's something where I'm sitting there thinking, okay, how do I course correct? How do I make sure the thing that we want them to see is actually there? And what can we do in the future to re-highlight the thing that maybe they missed? And, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a watching and learning and seeing what we can take on as, as inspiration it's a partnership of, of inspiration, like reading what the community says and engaging with it. And, and really, in a way, it's not, uh, it's not unlike the relationship uh, with, uh, with anything that is uh, from the community, gameplay-wise as well, uh, level design-wise. Um, uh, it, it pays and we are 
we're always <laughs> that sounds uh, sounds scary and stalkery, but we're always listening, <laughs> always reading. <laughs> we're, we're always watching. We're, we're always on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, because uh, I mean, this is uh, not to go on a tangent about servant leadership, but this is a creative business that you're doing for the players. You're not doing it for yourselves. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. So, yeah, comment. Thank you for those questions. We are almost out of time, so. I want to give everybody, or at least you comment, like a chance to, you know, is there anything you want to say to the community or something before we, you know, uh, and end the podcast for today? Any final thoughts, comments? <laughs> yeah, I'd say if, if anyone's listening to this and they're new to the narrative, I'd say season six is the best place to hop on because it's getting interesting. There's a lot to, to look through. And uh, I think we would all love to have you join us on this journey. So, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Second shout out to the Exodus archives. Yeah. Go check it out. Everyone listening. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. Con contribute, contribute something. It's a, it's a great site and there's lots of nice stories to tell. Awesome. And then Joe, thank uh, Manuel, thank you as well for being here together with comment. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I would love to do this more often where we, you know, chat, chat as a gang with, with, with community members. Um, any final shout outs from the both of you before we end it today? I, I can, uh, I just, I don't know, I'm terrible at this, but I, and it's my first podcast thing ever. But uh, thank you, people, players. Thank you, community, for uh, dedicating some of your time to, to this game. And I really hope that no matter, you know, the imperfections and God knows there are many and the things to fix, but that you can have time a bit play with your friends, play with your future friends, uh, just uh, have, have built some good memories. If we have helped in any way to help make you create some new memories, that's what the whole thing is about. So thank you. Awesome. Well, there's no way I'm going to top that. That was beautiful. Um, oh. I, I, I will also add just a, a huge thank you to everyone on our team who's yes. been working on on season six. Like, I have never been at this point in a project and seen such a rallying cry of, of passion and creativity and just people having a lot of fun making an awesome experience. So thank you to everyone who has helped make this game what it is. Awesome. So for my end, thanks everybody for playing. Thanks for the teams, you know, just the passion for season six, what we did, the, the reception from the community was really good. It makes uh, makes a lot of fun for all of us, I would say, to just get together. We wouldn't be here without yeah, you guys. Exactly. So thanks, everybody. And again, comment, shout out to you, Exos Archives, and for being here with us today. Really cool. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> That's the main thing. I uh, hope you had fun. Thank you. Yeah, lovely to yeah. meet you, Colette. Yeah. Really, awesome. thank you for uh, for being here. And then um, we'll be back with more podcast episodes in the future, of course. But in the meantime, you can get in touch with us at hashtag inside Battlefield on our social channels or podcast at battlefield.com. So from all of us here at our Battlefield studios, stay classy and PTFO. See you on the battlefield. And we forgot cookies. See you on the battlefield. That's my end. <laughs> oh, gee, the cookies. See you on the battlefield, folks. Thank you. Thanks, Comet. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.